You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Brian Pinelli here at the 23rd Olympic Winter Games in Pyeongchang, South Korea. And tonight we're at the Alpensia Biathlon Center, just about 15 minutes to the start of the women's 4x6K relay on a beautiful night here in Pyeongchang. Right now I'm joined by International Biathlon Union President Anders Besseberg, who has been in this position since the inception of the IBU in 1983. And uh, Anders, good evening. Good evening. <laughs> well, here we are coming down to the final couple days of the Games, uh, nine of 11 biathlon races completed here. Just uh, give me your assessment. What, what has been great about this competition here? What maybe could have been better? And, and tell us a little bit about this uh, beautiful looking venue. Yes, it's correct. We are having a very uh, beautiful venue here, and it's very functional. And uh, we have been in a lucky situation that uh, the snow uh, conditions has been excellent. Mm. So uh, fair and good uh, conditions for the athletes on the tracks. Uh, the first uh, competitions, we had a bit problems for the athletes on the shooting range because uh, the wind was uh, rather strong and a bit uh, gusty. So uh, some athletes were a bit more lucky than others with the win. So uh, we should have wished that uh, we had a bit little uh, less win than we had the first uh, competition days. But no, the last ones, uh, it has been, uh, I will say, uh, very close to perfect conditions. Uh, so uh, I must say, uh, so seen. Uh, Conditions for athletes uh, here in the stadium has been uh, close to excellent, with exception of a bit too strong wind. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm also very happy about that uh, uh, today we are having 11 nations, 10, 10 nations who can go back home with a biathlon medal in their suitcase. And uh, this is excellent that we are having so many uh, strong athletes from so many countries. Uh, as far as the medal count, three gold medals coming in tonight for France, three for Germany. Uh, what can you say about Frenchman Martin Fourcade? Of course, he is the first athlete here in Pyeongchang to win three gold medals in any sport, anchoring the French to the mixed relay goal the other night, also gold in pursuit and mass start. And interestingly enough, he is just the second Frenchman to win three gold medals at the Olympic Winter Games, following in the footsteps of the legendary Jean-Claude Keeley in 1968. Anders, this guy, just 29 years old, uh, most decorated winter sports athlete in, in, in French history. What does Martin mean to this sport and just how impressive has his, have his achievements been uh, here at the Biathlon Center? I must say it's uh, very impressive because, uh, as I just said, uh, among, especially among the men, uh, there is a very, very tough uh, competition. We saw earlier this winter in uh, the World Cups, it was uh, two athletes who were more or less winning all competitions. It was Martin Fourcad and the young Johannes uh, Tingnesbø. They were winning approximately half of them each, with the exception of one uh, competition where the other Bö brother was winning the competition. But uh, here at the Olympics, uh, Martin has uh, gone out as the big winner in this uh, competition between those two athletes who have uh, decorated uh, uh, the top of the podium more or less in all uh, World Cups uh, this winter. So uh, personally I see this situation a bit similar to what we see in Alpine between uh, Mark Hirscher 
and the Norwegian Christoffersen. <laughs> and we saw what happened today. Both of them were out of the slalom, Hirschen in the first round and Christoffersen in the second. This is sport. Yeah. And uh, now, so, uh, but Martin Forcad, he, I will say, uh, he, he is uh, not only this winter, yeah. he has been also the three pre uh, previous years been winning the overall World Cup. So he has been the dominating athlete, I will say, in the last four seasons. There is still three more World Cups to go. So who will be the overall winner at the end? The next three World Cups after the Olympics will tell. But up to today, with these three goals here, it's no doubt that he is the most outstanding biathlete so far in the season. And, of course, one of those gold medals, as, as I mentioned, came in the mixed-gender relay. Very important, as we all know, these days for the International Olympic Committee to, uh, you know, shoot for more dual-gender events. H how well has this event been received? I, I guess it debuted in, at Sochi 2014. Uh, do the athletes like uh, competing with uh, the opposite gender out there on the range and, and trails? Yes, uh, in the beginning, uh, there is no secret. I, as president, was the one who wanted to have this on the uh, over program, uh, over World Championships program and the World Cups. Uh, and uh, the athletes uh, were not so uh, fascinated in the beginning. We had the first World Championships in the '97, but uh, then not all teams were uh, starting with their absolutely best athletes. But after a couple of years, they loved this uh, competition, and it became a very hard competition within the team to come on the mixed relay team. And I was reading in the, the German newspaper Frankfurter Allgemeine uh, some years ago that uh, this famous German athlete, Arndt Pfeiffer, who was also Olympic champion here uh, in the first race for the men, uh, he was saying, this is the new king's race in biathlon. Yeah. So this says enough and uh, I'm very proud that we were the first introducing uh, mixed uh, competition, gender competition. Yeah. Earlier, it had, we had in the summer games, had uh, in badminton and tennis uh, mixed gender, yeah. but uh, no winter sport, no other summer sports, yeah. and obviously everybody is following in our footsteps. Obviously, biathlon is a sport that has been hit hard by the recent Russian doping scandal, the IOC decision to ban Russian athletes and only allow them to compete under a neutral flag, and then more recently, casts overturning the cases of many of those athletes. Anders, how difficult of a situation has this been for the sport of biathlon, IBU, and, and what are you doing moving forward to ensure that we do have clean sport? Uh, it has been a very, very difficult uh, uh, situation for all sports, to say it that way. Uh, we have all been involved uh, by these uh, things, and it has uh, taken a lot of our time and energy because uh, we have had to follow up uh, the findings uh, which uh, McLaren uh, presented in his reports because that was, of course, uh, uh, no evidence, so we just could uh, hand things over to our anti-doping hearing panel. We had to find out if we had enough uh, evidence at the end on the table to, to go to such uh, steps to hand it over to the anti-doping hearing panel. We have handed over one case uh, so far ourselves, and this has now been pending by this uh, anti our own neutral anti-doping hearing panel for about 12 months because they have still been waiting and waiting for new evidences which uh, they feel they needed to have before they took a decision. So uh, this is the same for uh, all sports, that uh, there was a lot of allegations and indecision and so on, but uh, the clear uh, evidence on the table, what was uh, all of us uh, 
had the problems uh, with, you can say, bringing to the table and bringing then the different cases in front of uh, the anti-doping hearings panels in the different international federations. Yeah. So it has uh, influenced, and uh, uh, I, I'm afraid that uh, it will still take some time before we have cleared this uh, table. Yeah. Anders, you're one of the founding members of WADA. Uh, do you feel that the Russians have been treated fairly, or, or do you think the punishment fits the crime? It's uh, very difficult uh, to give a clear answer to this uh, today, as uh, still, you can say, many of those things are going on and uh, are in front of court and, and so on. So uh, it's, it's very, very difficult. But uh, what uh, one thing, sport and WADA, all federations, IOC, are having in common is that we want to fight for, you can say, the clean athletes, but at the same time, we must also be very careful so we are not sanctioning clean athletes. This is the problematic in this case. And uh, I uh, must say I have fully confidence in our own experts. We have an expert group with uh, lawyers, with experts from national uh, uh, from uh, uh, doping laboratories, uh, also WADA accredited dop uh, doping laboratories, who are helping us and uh, uh, advising us the XT board. Okay, now we are having enough evidence on the table. Now you can hand this case. We advise you to hand the case over to the anti-doping hearing panel. Yeah. So we are relying on uh, experts, and uh, I have fully confidence in this expert group who is working for us. Yeah. Anders, also the decision was taken by the IBU prior to the Games to let Russian athletes that were banned by the IOC still compete on the World Cup Tour. Can you explain your reasoning for, for this decision? Yes, because uh, we are having uh, no uh, evidence uh, on uh, those athletes who are competing uh, before the Olympic Games uh, and who are also now looks to be ready to compete at the World Cup after the Games mm -hmm. because there is no uh, doping offenses against them on the table today mm -hmm. or they are not, you can say, handed over from oversight to the anti-doping uh, panel. So we are having no so-called so uh, provisional sanctions with the exception of one athlete who we already gave provisional sanction last year. Yeah. So uh, therefore, and we see also now the same is happening as far as I know by the International Ski Federations. Mm -hmm. Those uh, who were cleared by Casno, they are also now again allowed to ski in the World Cups, as I have understood it. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is what I say. It's very important that we shall protect by all means the clean athletes, but we have also uh, to be very fair, so they, that we are not just on feelings start to sanction clean athletes. Anders, uh, last question here. We see the ladies warming up there on the range and uh, uh, obviously bright lights and the, and the crowd starting to come in. It looks like it will be a, a interesting and, you know, high energy atmosphere here tonight. Uh, roughly 220 athletes from, from 30 nations competing here. What is the IBU doing to, to grow the sport and engage youth? Because maybe some people view biathlon as a sport that, you know, maybe skews a little bit toward uh, an older fan, an older athlete. No, I, I must say uh, uh, we are uh, um, have a special strategy. So uh, we have developed also the IBU Junior Cup, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And we are having yearly youth and junior world championships. And what is very encouraging is that our member federations, we are supporting them also with quite a lot of cash uh, money and material and so on. So, uh, for example, uh, the so-called weaker nations, uh, we are handing out uh, uh, equipment, skis, uh, boots, sticks, uh, even ammunition, clothing, everything for approximately 1 million euro a year to help them. And uh, it seems that it helps because uh, we have had in our youth and junior world championships, we have had up to 16 different nations winning medals. And this is encouraging because it's the youth who are the future also of our sport as it's the future of the whole world. <laughs> Anders, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to ATR Radio, and we wish you a, a fantastic uh, last few days of the games here in Pyeongchang. Thank you. This has been Brian Pinelli with the latest edition of ATR Radio. Go to aroundtherings.com for the latest news and information about the Olympic movement. Three days to go. Enjoy the remainder of the games, everybody.